0: good day. We have uh, um, experienced a little bit of being under weather this week and we're not really sure what we have. and uh, But we sure don't want to give this to anybody at the church and let them um, uh, get sick for six days straight. So um, <laughs> it's kind of odd symptoms. But anyway, we're looking at uh, Runyon this morning first and it's Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 8 of all the text to be covering at home Um, and here it is isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 says also i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send who will go for us then said i hear my send me let's pray father in heaven and god i need your help today to put forth these truths accurately and god pray that those that be watching online it'd be a blessing to them and they would consider maybe if god would have something that they would do in their life for you. And uh, I thank you have that for all of us. And Father, now I pray that you help me put forth these truths accurately. Not only that, that it would be a blessing to those that come to study. And Father, pray that you would just guide my thoughts and uh, help me in Jesus' name. Amen. I think we've all heard uh, preaching on this text. And uh, I I know that I've considered it quite a bit as I wanted to do something for the lord and um and what we see is that god is trying to to speak to people and the question is is can you hear if god was speaking to you isaiah said i heard the voice of the lord saying you know so many people um live their life on a constant basis of of not being able to hear from god and and not being able to uh, accomplish uh, much in their life in that respect because they, they, they aren't hearing God. And uh, we're going to look at how the Bible says that you can hear from God. I think that would be a good thing to look at there. Um, it sees a couple other things in here is um, how would you represent God to this sin-sick world? and uh, this world around us needs Jesus they just don't know it they think they're finding their happiness and and stuff and things and and activities and um, they're getting so busy with this life that they are not uh, doing what God would have them to do and then I see um, an idea would God consider using you you know, in our context, he says, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. I wonder if you said that to him, would he say, you, (laughs) you're going to do something. Um, well, maybe we'd consider it if you, if you can keep your nose clean for the next half hour. I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, it could be that we're not fit to be used at that moment because we haven't prepared ourselves. And um, I, the thing I like about Isaiah is, is he was prepared and ready to go. And uh, I remember that's why I went to Bible school so many years ago is that I did, I wasn't prepared to go for the Lord because I didn't know enough Scripture. I, I was trying to memorize and, and work on those things, but... But that just uh, it, it, you, it, everybody <laughs> if you're gonna serve the Lord it'd be it'd be good to actually know what he says in this word and to take time and study out before you go and try to tell everybody <laughs> the five points that you know amen and so so it'd be good to know if God would consider you and then finally would you go where God sent you <laughs> and we're in northern Minnesota and um, we've been preaching here for Fourteen years, believe it or not, and uh it's it has been a rough field, and uh you know people say, well yeah I remember when I first got here, I was thinking, well, that church is gonna work for a couple years, and we're gonna need a new one and uh and I wasn't doing because I thought of pride, just thought not because of pride, but but I thought that people around here just really hadn't had a good church and they and they would want one, and those that would want one would come and and I found that uh, people don't come <laughs> even if they know they need one. <laughs> and so uh, that's northern Minnesota. That's not the whole world, but it, uh, it can get a little down if you look at the, the desires of certain people of, of what they do with the Lord. And so, so let's start with the, the first one is, uh, can you hear from God? He said, also, I heard the voice of the Lord. And uh, we're not talking about hearing voices in your head today. We're not talking about having some kind of a dream, uh, like uh, some people think that's how they hear from God, and uh, and surely they did in the Old Testament. There was a lot of dreams that were interpreted, and we see that in the Book of Daniel and some places. But today, if you look at uh, Romans chapter ten, and we know these verses, I'm sure you do. But the Bible says, "So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." If you want to have faith in God you need to hear his word and and what better way to do that than to get in his book and and I think that a lot of people look at the book if you think that the bible's closed to you I'd really uh check up to see if you're saved um you know uh the bible shouldn't be a closed book before I was saved uh I uh I just uh didn't see anything in the bible i i'm not bragging but i i'd read it about five times a year uh probably for almost 10 years before i was saved and uh and i didn't get very much it was just to read it to say i read the bible and i, I was trying to memorize stories and stuff but but i when i got saved god opened up the book and uh and i it, it's a i think one of the best things that verses that help you understand that is uh found in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, scissors 14, that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. And so you need the Holy Spirit of God to help you understand this book. And and, and that's why we've got such confusion. I really believe that's why we got so many different Bibles and people not seeing a difference in the Bible. And so... Um, it's very good to have a holy spirit guide i hope that's uh what you have there and so it says that he that is spiritual judgeth all things yet he himself has judged in a man for who who hath known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ and so when we get in that bible and he 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 can reach us and you get in that word you just get done to say wow was that me can i hear from god and so you know I think we got some good examples in Scripture of people that uh, heard from God and it changed them. If you look at uh, 1 Thessalonians, for a minute, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians in chapter 1, and over at verse 5 says this, the Bible says, for our gospel came not unto you in word only but in also in power and in the holy ghost and in much assurance and um i can testify that that's what happened i got saved it, it changed my life the bible just came alive and in uh verse six it says you became followers of us and the lord had received the word in much affliction uh, i think uh, some of those first days in my life i had a lot of affliction and um verse 7 says that we are in samples to all that believe and for from me have sounded out the word of the lord i'd absolutely no desire to go tell anybody about jesus before i was saved after i was saved it was like why aren't we telling more people that you could have this free gift of eternal life and home in heaven by just trusting the death brown resurrection of christ that he paid for our sins and we couldn't pay for them. and you know i understand if you're trying to teach that uh, you're getting to heaven by works kind of hard to have any joy and um and a lot of Baptists are even doing that. I just at my sister-in-law's funeral not too long ago, and they were teaching perseverance of the saints of the gospel of all things in the Baptist church. But um, the good thing is is that you can hear from God if you get in His Word. And, and there's, there's no mediator. Like well, originally when I started, I thought I had to have a church in between me and God, but the Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And so we have the mind of Christ, and so we can just go right to God, and what a blessing that is. But but a lot of people just can't hear from God, and when you look over at Matthew chapter thirteen, we'll see why. Matthew is a book talking about a king, and when you get to Matthew chapter thirteen, that king has come and is coming as Christ, and he starts teaching parables because they rejected his teaching, and so they could have heard him speak plainly up until that point, and. Um, He starts speaking parables, and he says this in verse 14. He says, And and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear it, and not understand, and seeing you shall see it, and not perceive. For the people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. (coughs) 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 And so, the reason people don't hear from God is they don't want to. Real deep, isn't it? but um it's been that way throughout time i mean when when abel brought the right offering he could hear directly from god and cain that brought the wrong offering heard directly from god but he wasn't willing to change and when somebody's not willing to change then it's not really hearing from god you're you're just going to be rebuked eventually but what is amazing is that if you go back to our text and and i and i did not read it yet but um In Isaiah chapter 6, and down at verse, um, uh, let's see here, what verse is that? Um, Verse 9, he says, and he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not, and, and make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut the... And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear at their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. And so when he was going to preach, basically God said they're not going to listen to you. And so as a preacher, if you're willing to go forward for God, you need to go with the understanding that you're pleasing God. And um, I think that's what's kept me going so long where I'm at, is that realizing that it's not about... It's not necessarily about even the people in church just being obedient to God and uh, and trying to get people to listen to the Word of God. And so, so again, where are we at? Can you hear? Uh, Paul in Acts chapter 28 said the same thing. Can you hear? If you look at Acts chapter 7, when uh, Stephen was preaching, uh, and maybe we should go there for a minute and go over. You know, not everybody wants to hear from God. And, um, I'm glad you do. I don't think you'd be sitting here listening today if you didn't want to hear from God. But in Acts chapter seven, when they reject the preacher, they were rejecting the Holy Spirit. It says in verse fifty-one, "Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did. So do ye." And so. As Stephen's preaching, is just say, "You know, you're just rejecting what God, the Holy Spirit, has for you." And um, I think uh, people that are blind have a hard time understanding that that uh, Spirit of God fills the believer, and they're able to go and and preach things, you know, that uh, God would have them to preach. And it's not man's opinion. It's, so many people want to uh, limit you and say, "Well, you're preaching your opinion because it's then their opinion versus your opinion." And 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 God really just wants them to believe the Bible, and if you look over at a verse of, well, I want to look at this idea of people stopping their ears. Uh, verse uh, fifty-seven. I mean, Stephen had not said anything that wasn't true, and he got down to verse fifty-seven, and it says, and they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears. I wonder how many churches in the day have people that have stopped their ears. Well, the Word of God's been preached, and, and it's accurate. It's exactly what they needed, and instead of hearing it, they stopped their ears and maybe got mad at the preacher. And um, that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, they rock them to sleep, amen. They stone him to death in this text, and uh, he's gone because he spoke the word of God and people didn't want to hear and so so also I heard the voice of the Lord saying there's our first point out of there is that can you hear from God and if you can hear from God would you represent God to this sin sick world you say well how would I do that well he gave us some commands did you know that Um, Mark chapter 16 you probably know the verses and here's a sad thing after Preaching for years, I, I did not realize, you know, just how much the devil knows what the Bible says, and the major text that he likes to destroy happens to be Mark. And uh, but in Mark chapter sixteen, he says down in verse fifteen, and he said to them, "Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned." So we know that believing is how a person gets saved and so there's a need there's a need in all the world to hear the gospel and uh, for our hyper-dispensationalist friends out there that would like to say that's not uh, the same gospel as we see later in acts he says all the world okay And uh, Jews didn't necessarily dwell in all the world without Gentiles and and so uh, we we see that that was straightened out in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he says to go all the world there he says you shall be witnesses of me both in Jerusalem Judea and Samaria and under the and under unto the uttermost parts of the earth and so so it was God's idea since Calvary to to get the gospel to the world and say so what can you do you could give them the gospel tell them how to get to heaven and in that regards you have a message that an ambassador of god that represents another nation would um be giving i mean look at uh second corinthians 5 for a minute and this is uh i remember first tried to come up with a a good uh email address and <laughs> and uh just i thought boy we're supposed to represent the lord and uh in verse 20, it says, it says, now we are ambassadors for Christ in 2 Corinthians 5. And, and that means that you're supposed to represent heaven to this earth. And um, so really, if you're saved, you should be obeying Isaac's, Isaiah 6, 8, okay? You're to represent Christ to this world. And it says in the text, as though, we, though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead that you be reconciled to God and so um an ambassador again represents a country okay like if we have an ambassador in the united states we have one probably from australia and and you just name it there various uh, uh, countries around the world and you'll see that we have this ambassadors but the christians supposed to represent heaven and so you already been kind of given the duty of being this and 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 if you've received grace um, we just got to decide you're going to start doing something for God. you look over at First Corinthians chapter fifteen, it's, I'm not compelling you. I'm going to say if you're saved today, um, I'm beseeching you <laughs> by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, according to um, Romans in chapter twelve, but at verse ten. Paul said this. He says, "But by the grace of God, I am what I am." He made us what we are. Let me use it for him. He says, "And the grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all yet nigh. But the grace of God that was in with was sorry with me." And so, so when we understand the grace of God, it should move us to want to be a witness. And I say, we well, always preach on that. I don't. We just happen to be in the text, and this is a running song for the. 7th of august and the text is is who is going to go for us and god wants that to be us okay and uh and i hope that is what you're is in your heart and so it, when we go forward it's it's not necessarily that we're trying to make a show even in the flesh matter of fact we want people to see christ so if you go to galatians i want to show you this because it's an interesting thought so we're representing heaven. We're going forward. Who's going to go for us? Well, the church should. Spirit and the bride says, Come, according to Revelation. In Galatians chapter 1, and verse 24, it says this, And they glorify God in me. In other words, the way that Paul lived his life, they realized that the only way that he could have the things accomplished that he had accomplished is God was doing a work in his life. And I hope your life is like that. That, that God... Um, is getting the glory through what you accomplish and then people see that God's working in you. Um, Galatians 2.20 says that uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so, so it's just Christ coming out of us that's trying to win this world back and so the question is the question is would god consider using you have you thought about that would god consider using you say well what would it take what can i do i remember i first got saved i heard a song and it was at a bible conference somewhere in florida it might have been at a blow up down there <laughs> and i traveled around to all kinds of different bible conferences and uh that song where it says, I gave my life for thee, but what hast thou given for me? And I was convicted at that point that I had not given anything. I'd been so selfish my whole life and I lived my whole life to get gain and and uh, I just wanted to do something. I mean, when you receive the biggest gift in this world, that's more than a million dollars of salvation and a home in heaven. It's uh, it, it should compel the people that, the love, the one that gave it to do something back, you know, and... And that's why I don't compel anybody to live for the Lord. You you can it's like my kids. You can force them to do something, and then it's usually done bad. But if they do something out of love, they take more care. And and it's just what we need out of God's people. If you look over at First Timothy, you say, would God consider me faithful? What would be a qualification of being used by God? And that's a good question. And. Um, In 1 Timothy, in chapter 1, in verse 12, says this, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he hath counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Do you see how Paul got put into the ministry? He was faithful. And um, God sees your faithfulness. He sees your faithfulness in church. He sees your faithfulness out of church and in your thought life and, and what you spend your time doing and and if you're spending time for him, God, God sees all that and he says, I think I can use that person. And they're faithful. And that's that's. It. I think that would get him to ask a question, would you go for us? Maybe why he might not uh, ask you the question is because you know you won't if he already told you wouldn't, okay? And so God is looking for that faithful man and we could go through the bible and we know that abraham was faithful in his house and he he taught his people judgment and faith and and that's that's why he was faithful and we come forward and we see in numbers 12 that uh, moses was faithful and god used him to give the Pentateuch and and lead the nation you know out of egypt and and in, towards the promised land, I I know that he sinned and he couldn't go in. And a good picture of law and grace, but um he uh he was used of God because he was faithful. And David was a faithful man and a king. And and um, according to First Samuel twenty two verse fourteen, and, and Samuel was a faithful priest. And and they needed one at that time when Eli and the boys were scum, you know. And Eli might not have been as bad as his children were, but. Uh, But it was pretty sad in that time, and so what God wants of you is faithfulness, and um, it it really is required to be used of God. Look at uh, look at Psalms chapter twelve for a minute. Psalms chapter twelve. All of us that love our Bible understand that our God gave his word and it's one of my favorite texts in verse 7 it says thou shalt keep them O Lord that's his word from this generation forever so that we could know exactly what God would have for us he gave us his word and faithfully keeps it according to this text forever and it's not the church that does it and I was always taught it was a church and Asks the question to the church, you know, why? Why does this verse say this? Then if God says He keeps it. And just then, that if a man's trying to take the glory away from God, I'm pretty sure that they're probably not following God. Down in verse one, he says this. It was a Psalm of David. He says, "Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, and for the faithful fail from among the children of men." And so, it, it's hard even for God's most faithful I mean David was faithful to stay faithful and he says they fail from the children of men and and, and the fact of the matter is the more you live your life you're going to find that there's just not a lot of faithful people and that's probably why there's not a lot of faithful ministers <laughs> not a lot of faithful church people that, that want to do something for God in uh Proverbs chapter twenty in verse six it says that most men will proclaim every one his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find kinda alluding to the fact that there's not very many. And God knew he had somebody in Isaiah, and he used them and gave us the book of Isaiah, but, but there's just um a lack of faithful people today. And I'm not saying that they're not going to church. But saying that they haven't spent some time reading something. I'm saying that they're not faithful to God. And, um, and we've got to be careful that we don't count our busyness as faith to God and being faithful to God. And make sure what we're doing is trying to seek the Lord. See, there's a difference. And I remember the first years of, of being, you know, when I realized I was lost to this stuff, uh, how much I was blessed of God by just being faithful and God showing me things in the Bible that... In, in, in and those people that are faithful, he wants to give you more. And the idea is that if we keep ourselves faithful, he could use us better. Um, Proverbs chapter 28, in verse uh, 20, says this, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. And so if you just take some time to be faithful... You'll find that the blessings come with it. And um, I think that's a, a good lesson for all of us. And um, if you're going to serve in any capacity, um, the Lord today, if you look at 1 Corinthians 4, you, got, you probably know the verse, maybe even better than me. Over at 1 Corinthians, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I'm still not out of this. That's why we're preaching online. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. God does not look great. Well, he's going to teach every way. So, um, I, I'm looking for where it says, I'm required of servants that a man be found faithful. I'm just wondering if that's Second Corinthians. I think it might have a, a scribal error. It, the verse says and apparently I've got the wrong reference here that is it's required of stewards that a man be found faithful and uh, I apologize for not getting that one exactly right it's it is scripture and just got the wrong reference here and and it's what God wants of us okay and uh, so the final thing is is that say you are faithful would you go? where God sent you to go I mean I remember the first days I was here I was ready to give up real quick and this trouble starts hitting and it's not as comfortable back where you got a bunch of people serving the Lord and you're out there alone would you keep going and uh, I decided way back then I can't base my faith on anybody else I have to just keep serving God and um, this is where I've, I've tried to leave many times just doing what god would have me to do where he'd have me to go and every time he keeps bringing me back here and uh and so paul said it this way he said be followers of me even as i also am christ and what we need to do is just make sure we're following christ through this life and and that might mean you go to preach to people that don't listen and uh, i don't know if we always just want to go out and get results we all want the results um i remember first time i met brother sarah tell me about the three hundred churches that had part started over there in Zambia and I know he's going to be with the Lord and I just told him I said well we've been preaching up there and I don't really see any of this he says it's not for you to see the results he said it's for you to be faithful and it was a real blessing that I got to sit there with him and his wife and I didn't even know who they were I just thought, well nobody sitting with these guys who are they and I went over and went over and met him and we just talked for about two hours I felt felt like an hour maybe I don't know we sure had a good conversation and, uh, and i'm glad that he was faithful and and he was a blessing anyway brother Sarah, is good good um, example for all of us look over at ephesians in chapter 5 and verse 1 the bible says be followers of god as dear children and so you know when you follow god you're going to have to learn how to take correction like a child would take correction from a parent and uh and we all know that because we all have been children right and so god wants us to follow him as dear children and so you're part of his family as being part of his family you enjoy the benefits but you also need to take direction philippians chapter 3 and verse 17 philippians in chapter 3 in verse 17 it says brethren be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have for us as an in, ensample. In for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. And so, there are many people that say they're following God and they're an enemy of God. And uh, we just make sure that we we know the right doctrines we believe the gospel it's pretty simple and as you look through the bible we see that paul a lot of times he just give his testimony and uh, maybe you don't have to know everything about the bible but you better know how to be saved and that would make you a good ambassador if you understand what salvation is for you you should be able to tell somebody else how to be saved And uh, the fact of the matter is is that <clears throat> by following Him we inherit blessings and promises and He protects us if we follow Him Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 Hebrews chapter 6 and down at verse 12 Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 says this it says that ye be not slothful but followers them through faith in patience inherit the promises and so so as we go forward things might not happen exactly as we want them to happen and so what we should do is just stay patient keep the course continue going forward and god will bless you Well, thank you so much for taking the time and looking at our our sunday school um since this is online, I don't normally necessarily do it at the end of a Sunday school, but if somebody just watches this, um, you know, the Bible where we started out, is says, faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. And if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I don't expect that maybe even much of what we covered today, he even got anything because we already saw that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 3 says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And it's kind of hard to say you're trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior and trust in your righteousness at the same time. Because in Romans 10 9 it says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. I get righteousness because I trusted Christ. Christ. and um, I'm, I'm not going to maintain that he maintains it because i've trusted him and so if you've never made the call never realized you've been like that thief on the cross that couldn't save yourself and ask jesus to save you we encourage you to trust jesus as your savior and and trust him alone that's true belief belief means that you're not adding things to what god said it means you believe what he said is right and trusting it okay so um again thank you for listening if you have never trusted the lord we encourage you to do so uh, and we'll get the sunday sermon up after this thanks much let's pray lord in heaven i thank you for all that came today and and listened and i pray that it would be a blessing to them i thank you for just using me in this little bit and i pray that um, you would strengthen your people maybe push them to the point that they consider being used by you i thank you lord for just your grace and your love towards us for going to that cross and for using us though we're not perfect but but devoted to you pray you strengthen your people today in jesus name amen